kids and I'm going to drop the vibe and I will be back in the Wisconsin soon so sorry for the interruption let's take a news story hello my name is Lewis Brown recently news of strange kind of gliding sounds and at first glance it may look like an airplane the stays are actually too long Something's going on. Things have happened. Kind of story. Let's do it. Welcome to Lighting Sounds. Two years ago, there were kids hacking up the damn beach. Yeah, that's how the slugs are doing. Back when I was a teenager anyway. And I was just thinking, you be human. And not a ripoff of have a dispatcher overboard while it was still raining on the beach. Know that the park is largely inspired by multiple mainstream amusement parks and arcades. Maybe I need to hope Keebling California on a roadway thing where I may undoubtedly lead to melting of lawsuits. Of course. But when you're young, you don't think about those things. Especially when they're mainstream places. Aren't anywhere near you. And maybe I can learn. The one mall and movie theater we have. The park, however, is situated in the middle of multiple sparsely populated towns. It was almost like a hub of entertainment for them. Even though individually many of the surrounding regions could get many people in one place, people showed up at the park. As a result, it was always packed. Whatever issues it issues there were with GBs, at the end of the day, they were gone. That said, my brother Amari and I practically bounced off the walls when nightmare time presented us with Pippin. She's one. Or Amari's seventh birthday. I was excited to relive our ride, and I can't wait to meet my favorite character. For some context, the amusement park themes are centered around Cheesy and his band of friends. Cheesy, the pizza-loving adventurer, upbeat mouth with the face of an anxiety. And he was always accompanied by his three best friends, Ronald the Rabbit, Dizzy the Dog, and Nemo the Duck. Again, clear rip-offs of other well-known characters. I get it. As a 17-year-old at the time, these parallels weren't lost on me. But they were close to driving me nuts. Your real friends? I honestly don't know. Cheesy world? Amari screeched, barreling towards my dad for a hug. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't mention it, my dad said with a wide grin. 
can think of it as the end of the world. If you think of what was said leading to a time of action. I'm able to contain myself and Maui pictured our gorgeous world starting from a cheesy classic song behind our lawn. Usually the lawn scene would have annoyed me but seeing them happy put me in a great mood. I felt the immediate need for a video chat awesome. Tell which one is it go cheap, the cheesy Jumanji kid. Chloe gushed. My dad never took him. Mark cut in with an exasperated sigh. You're seriously getting excited over a kid's amusement park? Brandon, you're 17. You should be getting excited over getting drunk at some girl's house, not meeting your dad in some Maybe he can enjoy things, but don't get him kicked out into the street with no way home after he's had enough. Mark laughed. <laughs> oh yeah? I didn't have my car back then. Thanks for taking me home today. No problem, Mark. Someone has to be with you, right? Point is, I think it's great that Brandon is getting something fun. But it's not like the cops have to hang out with the gangsters all day. They do have a pretty amazing life from what I hear. I nodded. Oh yeah, rides surprisingly cheap amusement park snacks, their world-renowned pizza, and an arcade that I'm going to definitely clean out. It's going to be a great day. Just don't forget that it's your brother's weekend, Chloe said. I know you're just going to have fun, and you should. Please try to make the best and make sure this weekend works, even if he wants to do all the boring work stuff. Mark currently refrained from taking another shot at the park. It's not boring kid stuff, Chloe. Trust me, when I worked there over the summer, it wasn't as happy and fun as I'd lead you to believe. Working the rides especially sucked. Definitely not worth the half-hour drive. I rolled my eyes. It's boring kid stuff. I enjoy. I I'll make sure to bring you back a lightsaber bow, Mark. Anyways, it's getting late. Uh, talk to you tomorrow. Let's do something cool after class. day at lunch, I sat alone at the outside table, picking out some fish for a mac and cheese. When I heard my name being shouted from across the quad, being the only black kid in the room, and the nearly all white school usually got me to look, but Mark had a knack for bringing my more attention to our group. I looked to my left and saw him with a massive smile on his face his long legs jogging toward me. Chloe was nearly overshadowed by his large frame, 
and we walked together. Her brown hair covered her lightly freckled face, and her head hung low in embarrassment over Mark's streaming. When the two reached our table, Mark slammed his pizza down right in front of me. Can you believe that they actually dared to buy good pizza today? How dare they actually bring us something edible for once? I mean, look at this delicious piece of pepperoni, Mark said. I looked down at my very questionable mac and cheese. Yeah, crazy. While picking up my food, I caught Chloe staring at me. We'd known each other ever since we were kids. I watched her grow from our goofy best friend, who I'd climb trees and eat candy off the ground with, to one of the most amazing girls in school. Even And even though I saw her every day, always took notice when she looked in my direction. I could use to tell when Chloe was flustered, but outside of that, she was a hard girl to read. A girl you never had a class where she earned less than an A. So you never knew if her stare was because she was lost in her mac and cheese and overly complex mind, or if she was concerned about things happening in present. You okay, Chloe? Almost like she had broken from a trance, she perked up. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, yeah. I was, I was just thinking about something. Thinking about what? Mark said. Uh, I... Before she could finish her sentence, Jose Vasquez, whom I had known since middle school for his deep interest in technology and the macabre, slid into the empty spot next to mine. He had a crazed look in his eyes and looked me up and down, shaking his head with speeches. Brandon, you really going to Cheesy's Red? Uh, yeah. I was like, confused. Uh, how'd you know that? Because I heard Chloe talking about it to Amber. But it doesn't matter. Look, this place is weird, man. Bad stuff happens there. I shot Chloe a glare. Oh, really? I said. Vaz was like, I don't know. Kids running too fast in a candy store and scraping their knees. I did hear that was a problem, you know? Now that I recall, I think I did hear a story about how one year a guy got there so early and spilled so much fun on the rides that he slept the entire next day. He scoffed at my sarcasm and started searching his phone. No, bad stuff like kids miss it. Chloe screamed at us as we were about in shock at her. There was an article from last year detailing how a little girl had got lost in the park and hadn't turned up for weeks. Chloe nodded her head. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I do remember that story. Spooky stuff, Jose. Mark said unmoved. I'm sure there's a lot of kids that go missing in a lot of places. Doesn't really mean much. I don't get it. Jose nearly shouted before being replaced by a whisper in my head. What are you just telling a kid? I've got stories about almost kids going missing. Stories aren't real. 
Mark left. <laughs> Dude, they're not even going to pay us enough to be on time. You think Jesus could get his employees to kidnap kids? Plus, tell me one story you've seen on the TV about a kid going missing. People will tell you stories about anything. Show me a verified case. They're probably paying off people to bury the stories. Really bummed, but this is really big if you want to find the article. They're there. I can show you that they're there. Mark got into her watch. I saw we still had another half hour before lunch ended. Well, Mr. Brenda, uh, Mr. Perez wanted Chloe and Mark and me to go to his room and talk about our project, so uh, we're, we're going to head over there. Thanks for the info, though, Brenda. Thanks. Seeing the opportunity to escape from his mansion, Chloe and Mark took my lead and followed me to the elevator. I searched the windows again. We stopped just short of it, and once we were sure that we had escaped her boat, we took a collective last breath. We spent the rest of the lunch period discussing where we should go after school. Since Mark had just got a new license and was now driving to school, he insisted that we go to what he referred as the secret chill spot. Chloe and I were a bit suspicious as we'd never been there, but give him the benefit of the doubt nonetheless. When the day ended, we all met Mark at the school back parking hopped into his car and uh, took off toward his next nearest location. Driving through my city is usually a pretty dull ride. Most of it's just spent looking at trees and farmland. Mark, however, took the liberty of spicing up our time with horrible music, providing even worse backup dancing. After about an hour of driving into the countryside, we made one stop for food before we finally pulled up onto the side of a road facing a cliff that overlooked the entire country. The sky was crystal clear and honestly, the view from the cliff was beautiful. The town wasn't much to look at, but the nature surrounding it was picturesque enough. See mountains in the distance, vast forests accompanying them. Even the town's lake looked terrific as the sunlight gleamed off of the unmoving surface. I asked Mark if we were nearing his spot, and he replied with a broad smile. This, this is my spot. He quickly got out and lowered his trunk and pulled out foldable lawn chairs and a six-pack of beer he got from a sketchy corner store. Nobody comes he up here if they uh, like to just put a chair and think sometimes. Chloe beamed amusement. <laughs> wow, Mark. So, this is where you spend all that time not doing homework? He hey, to be fair, I have a stable C- minus in most of my classes. If I do well on the tests, I can get away for with skipping, like, half my assignments. Chloe and I looked at him, half amused and half bewildered. That's not te technically 
true, but I'll let you have that one, buddy. He said with a wave about a long chair. Mark handed Clay his two beers each, then sat down in his chair. Drink one of two of them beers and air and heard the two fans. Crackers came at them and shouted, Cheers, Buck. Couldn't help myself and repeated his statement, slamming down my beer and closed his last one with a sweet idiot grin. Well, being an idiot. She slowly sipped on her beer but insisted that she was drinking it for lit solidity. appreciated that time more. Mark shook his head with a fiery personality. I transferred with Clay's quiet phrase. Friends indeed were what brought the real spark into my life. Nothing was more apparent than the men who had moments like that just to talk. Three kids, three of the ugly ones of the world. Loaded back into the car and began to walk back. First, we noticed a sign post around lower elm trees. Want to be home more than anything, thought Clay, trying to say something from an earlier in the day. Before being interrupted, popped into my head. At that moment, felt compelled to ask. Hey, Clark, you were going to say something earlier at lunch. Uh, what was it? poked her head up from her bunk. She had a puzzled look on her face, but then remarked, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, uh, nothing. Hmm, well, if it was nothing, then you have to tell me, said Clay. She sighed and set her phone down. It's just, I was talking to my dad more about the park and what Jose said, and kind of similar to what he said. He went and he went in there with the kids. Clark said to talk about the place to see. You don't think it's weird that all those kids went missing there? I shrugged. Maybe a little, but I bet every big park has kids that go missing. Those massive places and you're bound to get some irresponsible parents and over common thing. But not just that. I, I heard these kids never came back. Came lost in the park at one point, but never came home. Clay asked. What would that have to do with the park then? I, I know that I may remember a few cases, but 
like most of the things, how many you can actually even verify? And I don't even know to trust. But it's not just the kids. I think it must be something that the character is being funny. He, he said he didn't like the way they moved when he went as a kid. But I'm not saying that it's not weird, Chloe. I guess it's just like, why? What would make a park want one random kid, let alone a bunch of them? And if people did think the park had some hand in it, then why hasn't the place been raided or sued? As far as the characters go, those costumes are common to everyone. Not a few kids, that is. The place was incredibly nice when I worked there, Mark Cuttick. The guy who spent way too much of his life in that park can tell you for a fact. Nothing weird happened. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I get it. My point is, I was thinking about it, and it was freaking me out a bit. Just promise me you will stay safe and look out for any creeps hanging around there, okay? Let your family start to take care in the morning. Present for Amara for you. I want you to give it to him in the park. Maybe I can meet you guys here and leave it. I chuckled. The most danger he'll be in is throwing up after I force him to go on a crazy monster diet. By the way, uh, what'd you get him? I got him a lock picking kit. Remember, you used to play with those all the time as a kid. So I figured I'd uh, give him one. Since we had the same talent. Hell yeah. I remember getting in trouble for breaking the doors, but... Just can't wait to give Amari the gift when we get home. We, l we all live pretty close. I would, but then I wanted to tag along for the birthday dinner. I haven't missed one yet, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, Clark. safe. I thought lifting your guard and continued in silence as we were docked from Henrietta and Chloe was the first to get dropped off. I think Mark pulled up in front of my house stopped me before I got out. I knew she worried about you, Mark. She said in a rare moment of seriousness. I know. I think you're my best friend from childhood. you do. Look, you're going to go to the park and have a great time. I know you will. I have no doubt that everything will be fine. But maybe you shoot her a text or something when you get there. One when you leave, just to make sure that everything's cool. Make sure she's able to meet you guys at the park to give Amari his gift. Hang out a bit afterwards. I'm sure Amari would love that too. Yeah, uh, maybe. I raised an eyebrow at Mark's sudden thoughts about it. Why are you so concerned about this? It's pretty out of character for you. He shrugged. I know I can be a jerk sometimes, but 
maybe I care about my friend's feelings. So got out of the car instantly before peeling off after that honking your horn twice to check your ID to your vehicle. As rough around the edges as it might seem, deep down, or if it's a solid guy, it's always there when I need to talk to him. And he wandered into a quiet house. It was a little past 12 a.m., so I gave him a little sleep. I tiptoed into Amari's room, making sure to avoid the toys he had scattered across the floor. He looked like an android who slept peacefully, waiting to see a smile form on his face as he dreamed. I kissed him on his forehead and whispered, Happy birthday, buddy. Big leather love key note came from him. There was a massive yawn coming out of his big old baby tie when he would go to bed. As I made my way to my room, got into bed and closed my eyes to drift off into sleep. My last conscious thought was a positive one. I was utterly confident that the next day would be absolutely perfect. I woke up with a start. My dad shook me like a barrel of lead. Brandon! told you we need to be there early. Mom and Amari are already ready. What, what time is it? I responded, I responded groggily, still painfully asleep. It's 7 a.m. We were supposed to be gone 30 minutes ago. So get up and get ready to leave. But 7 a.m., that's like three hours earlier than anyone should ever be awake. Why are we getting there so early anyway? shook his head in disapproval. If everyone goes early, then we won't be able to do anything if we spend all day standing in the line to get in. Why don't you wake me up again? Because you're 17, Brandon. I expect you to get up without having me tell you. You have 15 minutes. You have 15 minutes. Either you get ready or we leave without you. I moaned as I flicked off my covers, rushed to take a quick rain shower and brush my teeth. Once I was clean enough, I threw on a hoodie and some jeans for my night, told my family that I was ready to go. As I made my way down the stairs, I could already see that Amari was in a mood when I approached. Happy birthday, Amari. Uh, what's up with you, little bro? I asked. You're making us late. He wagged his finger at me. I wanted to get there early. My mom put a hand on Amari's head and shot me the same disapproving look my dad gave when he walked into my room. Amari's been a bit cranky this morning since he woke up really early, so please be with us, not to upset your brother while you're, while you're there. Though I felt the criticism was a little harsh, it was simply overstated. I agreed on my toes, and we were on our way back to the car. During the ride over, I tried to engage Amari in conversation, but he wasn't too interested. He was clearly frustrated with me 
for having us leave late. She mostly just stared out the window and gave me one-word answers when I tried to talk to her. Halfway through the drive, I started poking her and asking, What you doing? And just groaned, prompting my mom to tell him to leave me alone. Eventually, I gave up and started talking to my dad instead. Hey, hey dad, have you heard about the rumors of this place? And about the kids going missing? My mom gave me a look and then motioned to Amari as if to tell me not to scare him. But my dad just laughed. Oh yeah, I... I remember I heard something about uh, something like that once. Kids are just the best neighbors, I can tell you. Everyone I know is safe there now. You're, you're sure? I asked. Uh, a couple of the kids mentioned it at school, so I was just curious. Oh yeah, I, we've been to this park, the other said. Fi five times, and nothing terrible has happened. Keep in mind that not everything you read online is true. Be okay. Trust me. Amari had been paying attention and didn't notice it, but as soon as we started to draw near the park, a wave of excitement hit him. He started bouncing in his seat and pressing his face to the window as if to get a better look at the park and the excitement. All while humming a cheesy song spent the past few days listening to. We drove past a large sign with cheesy masks smiling faces and banners. His eyes seemed to follow us as we drove by, and his grin was always just a little too big for my liking. Under the mouse, giving us a big thumbs up were the words, Welcome to Cheesy Swirl, where kids' happiness guaranteed. My mom looked back at us with a big smile and reached back to bring Amari's hand. Are you excited? You finally get to see your favorite mouse. Amari nodded, barely able to contain himself, as we finally pulled into the park. We cracked a few bouncers, but in the time we got out of the car, it was time to officially enter the park. Now, I have to admit, I was a little taken aback by what I saw. Though, on the surface, uh, everything looked normal. There, there was something off. Maybe it was teenage cynicism. But I got a feeling the park was dirty. I looked around to the big entrance square where people were strolling around to get from one attraction to another started getting busy, but all those happy families saw numerous pieces of trash strewn about. A couple of six-year-old girls hanging from their arms passed by and made a fallen Coke can roll to them into the crowded square. Further up, a trash bin was overflowing and bag of chips was caught in a light breeze. All the buildings were chipped heads with large dark spots like nobody had seen up to a hundred years. I couldn't remember noticing
Look raggedy and characters themselves uh, appeared lifeless as if though they were empty husks dragged across the park from one point to another. Stiff rags of movement toyed with my imagination and I could have sworn they made a slight shuffle sound. With a profoundly ominous feeling, I could tell. They were being blinded by their inner children. So, wha what do you want to do first? Uh, maybe the Blackbeard Water Ride? My mom asked Amari. Isn't that where they keep the frozen heads of the park's founder or something? I asked. Maybe it's the animatronic, but something about that ride has always kind of creeped me out. Frozen head? That's a different park, son. birthday tonight. So we can go on whatever you want first. Even if the animatronics are a little creepy. She turned to Amari. Any ideas, sweetie? He hesitated for a moment before answering. I um I I don't know. Uh maybe we could try to go on the time train. I always like seeing the strange trait. She's al almost always confident in her choices. Whenever we had gone to a place of his choosing, he would passionately exclaim what he wanted to do. That sounds like a great idea, Dad exclaimed before leading us all to the train. It wasn't too far of a walk from where we were, and on the way I could see that Amari didn't look particularly happy about tried to ask him questions about it and see if he was excited. All he could hear was the only thing. When we got on, I could see Amari looked even more bothered by something. I knew that the ride wouldn't hold the same magnitude for me that it did. But I hoped I could at least find entertainment in it. But it was clear as soon as we started moving Okay there, buddy, I asked. When he didn't respond, I tried again, placing my hand on his shoulder, and he immediately slapped me away. 
I'm I'm fine. Amari. Her parents called her, and the woman said, "I knew that this was the point where he started to get in trouble." And they pulled him aside to have a conversation about how he needed to fix his attitude. Took this opportunity to text Chloe, like Mark suggested. Hey, Chloe. Hey there. Mid to the park. Fun times all around. But Sasa. I'm sorry it was I was weird about it yesterday. Glad you're having a good time. Yeah, um about that. I think you might have been right about the weird vibe here. Mari's throwing a fit. I I know, look. Let me meet you guys there when you're leaving. Maybe the gift will cheer him up. Hopefully. Kid's tripping, but I'm not really worried about that right now. What do you mean? Like I said, just bad, bad vibes. Parents coming over. I'll text you later. My parents walked over with Amari in hand, and his wife in the way, too. Everything okay? I asked. Yeah, my mom said with her hand on her hip. Amari's just having a bit of an attitude problem, but he knows if he doesn't fix it, we're going straight home. I mean, did you guys just leave me here to do that so I can always get a ride to where I just finished? The cold look both of them gave me, and I quickly pivoted. I mean, I... I I was just kidding. Uh, I I'd love to visit the arcade and, and win a prize for Amari, though. Is that that'd be great? Amari simply shrugged. That was good enough for us to head over to the arcade. Waiting outside the arcade was a short, blue, somewhat plump cartoon rabbit wearing a pilot's uniform, or a name tag that read. Your pal, Ronald the Rabbit, was preoccupied with taking pictures of the kids. I tried to steer us left to avoid him, but as soon as we walked next to him, his neck snapped towards us, and those large cartoonish eyes seemed to pop and escape. He rushed over to block our entrance into the uh, arcade, waving his hand. Gosh, Ronald, my mom squealed. Let's get a picture. Ronald nodded emotionlessly. My mom pulled a young man away from his girlfriend to take a picture. Ronald huddled us together. All I could remember was how he felt. It literally felt like ice of my skin when Ronald put his paw on my shoulder. A very distinct chill ran down my spine. I could tell Amari forced a smile during the picture. Despite how uncomfortable this feeling was for me, he was downright terrified of the moment. The way he took an immediate step back from Ronald and refused to make eye contact said a lot. Amari company 
into our tank and calms down as much as possible. But even before that helped, seemed to be in a constant state of stress. He meandered through the arcade with no clear motivation to play, and he'd completely lose focus in his game. And he noticed employees who simply wore hats or shirts with the various spare groups. He'd completely avoid them and cling to them when they walked by. One time I even caught him looking over his shoulder, tried to see what he was looking at, and for a moment I thought I saw Ronald peeking at him as he walked by. About an hour later, Mari wanted to trade him a ticket for a prize, just an axe and figures of Blairden and Norman Catchblade, and a thundering sound behind us. For a while, it brought him some peace, okay at the small cost of my sanity, as he repeatedly echoed the noise it was his desk, so I let him do his thing. For the next few hours, things were normal. Mari was still a bit snippy when we tried to talk to him, but he kept it in check as much as possible as we went around the park. Though Mari wasn't totally engaged in activities, he wasn't throwing a fit either, which was a win. However, got the fiercest roller coaster in the park, tugged on my mom's shirt and pointed to the concert hall. But I want to see the show, he whined. I know, and your, your brother's been wanting to go on this ride all day. And he did everything you wanted to do, I never said firmly. We've been waiting in line for half an hour. We're not going out of it to go to the show right now stomped his foot down, and tears started to well in his eyes. Hey, come on, Randy. It's just one ride, and you'll love it, I said, trying to cheer him right. No, Mari yelled back. I want to see the band show. That's it, my mom yelled. She grabbed Amari by the arm and dragged him out of the line before the exit. My dad and I tried to follow carefully behind, but my mom was determined to storm back to the car and get home, with Amari fighting her the whole way. But just before we reached the gate, I noticed Character, a yellow duck with long blonde hair and a pom pom, and a shirt with a pizza on it, jumped in front of us. I think she caught my mom off guard, as it stopped her march in her tracks. Nina! started to dance around and shake her pom-poms. As strange as it was, I could tell she was doing it for a reason. I made her frantic dancing look as if she was trying to motion at the concert hall. Hey, you know the concert hall is right over there. I don't think the band has played yet. Maybe we should just let Amari have this since we're already here? said, putting my hand on Amari's head. My parents weren't exactly buying what I was selling, so I pushed harder. Can we please just do this for him? He hasn't liked, or he hasn't had the happiest days. 
maybe we can just do this one thing to make sure that it's our birthday it's for a special one my parents conferred earlier smile on my face, I texted Chloe to make her way over to inside the animatronic bandages on full display. Cheesy stood front and center with a microphone in his hand. The gray mouse was in classic attire. Green t-shirt reaching a pizza with bites out of it, forming the letter C. He wore athletic shoe shorts and large leather shoes accompanied white gloves. All of this was topped off by one of those colorful hats with a propeller on top. Cheesy was leading his group of pizza-loving anthropomorphic cannibals. As he stood in the crowd, Amari began to bounce to the music. He even managed to convert our parents to buy him some of Cheesy's world famous pizza. For a moment, he seemed happy. My mom even managed to get a picture of him smiling with pizza hanging out of his mouth. Holding a toy, he watched from the arcade. That was until another kid walked up and grabbed Amari's toy. Look, Mommy, can we get one? The other boy looked up at his mom with pleading eyes. Amari didn't take too kindly to it. He immediately stood up, snatched the action figure away, and yelled, No! Before anyone could react, he pushed the kid down. My dad immediately grabbed Amari and started dragging him to the exit. I knew that Amari was getting fed, but he'd never been violent. I was absolutely shocked at such an outburst. Before we made it outside, Cheesy stepped in my path. He was tall with soft, drooping eyes. With someone who lived on a farm, complete with a straw hat, long limbs completely blocked the exit. Move. My dad coldly pointed to the character. He simply shook his head, pointed to a guy rushing over. For the first time in what felt like forever, I saw what appeared to be a regular employee. Hey folks, uh, I saw everything that happened up there here at Cheesy World. We'd like to uh, provide a safe and healthy environment and get to the point, my mom said, cutting him off. Right, um, continued after clearing his throat. Well, um, we'd just like to bring you in and talk about the incident so that we can make a report. I'd like to assure you that you're not in trouble and we can do it when these things happen. We just want to be responsible when they do. So, where's your son? He's right here. My dad suddenly realized he was grasping at air. He frantically looked around, but didn't see Amari anywhere. Amari? He yelled. Amari! It took my parents all of a second to run around the concert hall searching for Amari. I stood in shock, not sure what to do. Had he really run off? 
so much it would seem out of character for him. Even when he got emotional, I told my parents, I'd be right back. And I ran outside, spurred on by a spare adrenaline stream of men. Sprinted the perimeter of the concert hall, down by the train, and around every building. He could be hiding behind desperately selfish parents. I pushed numerous people out my way and made sure every person I passed wasn't trying to dope a ride. By the time I got back, I could see my parents were in tears. They were being told that they needed to go back to the park manager's office to talk to security about wearing them on, but they were terrified. A million thoughts ran through my head. Someone taken? Did he wander off? Is he safe? I could already hear the tears grating down my face. I was constantly bombarded by thoughts of worst case scenarios. Anger at myself started to boil in my body. How could I ever let him go like that? And why aren't these park employees freaking out as much as my parents and I were? My tears roused, but I'm sure there are still people around the park looking for him. The security was checking the cameras. I stayed all the way through closing. There were no developments. I didn't get an example for any of us. My parents beating management security for not doing a good enough job of getting their son back. In their minds, he could have disappeared with no one doing anything. Eventually, the police got involved. After hours of silent waiting, they told us that they'd handle it, but we need to go home because there's nothing left to be done. Or at least they found me to walk away without a man. Felt like we were leaving them. Just some unknown fate. I was prepared to stay there every second I could until he was safe with us, but yet the reality of the situation meant he had to go. So many emotions were firing inside of me. Anger, sadness, confusion. I just wanted my brother back and I felt like 